Welcome to Creative Our Purpose Live. These broadcasts are about flying higher and the difference only you can make. My name is Scott Perry. I'm the author of Onward and also Chief Difference Maker at a brand called Creative On Purpose, where we help people like you develop, define, and deliver the difference only you can make. If you are finding dialing in the difference only you can make difficult, if you are suffering from burnout, overwhelm, or indecision, go to creativeonpurpose.com and sign up for the burnout solution. It's a free three-step process that's going to get you going and the difference only you can make. I am so thrilled to be here today with my friend Stephen Dassou, and we are going to uh, introduce him right now. Stephen, welcome to the broadcast. Please tell our viewers who you are, what you're up to these days, and where can people go to learn more about you and the difference you're making? Thank you very much, Scott, for having me. Uh, personally, Scott, before I even dive in talking about myself, I just want to thank you for this opportunity, for having me on this platform. I'm a firm believer that, that everybody that takes a stand to take somebody's message and put it across the world, that person is to be praised. So, Scott, great, awesome job for what you're doing, and um, I'm very much excited for what are we going to be sharing with your audience tonight. Well, my name is Stephen Dosu, and I'm originally from Togo, T-O-G-O, West Africa. That was, that was where I was born, and that was, I, brought up, I was brought up until the age of 18, until I left, and that story is going to come very soon. But what I do now, I'm a TEDx speaker, uh, transformational coach, co-founder of Leadership University and founder of Salesforce Catalyst. I'm also an author. I've written the book, Be Transformed, A 10 Week Journey to Your True Self. Uh, what I do, I work with companies. I work with people that want to transform, take their life and business to the next level. If you want to talk to me, simply go to www.stephendosu.com or go straight to my Instagram page or my Facebook page, Stephen Dosu, D-O-S-S-O-U, and you'll get reached out to me and we get to have a chat. Fantastic. Thank you, Stephen. So uh, I, I've taken some time to peruse your, your site and look a little bit at your backstory. And I, I, I'm always interested in how people got to where they are right now. So I would love if you would just, if you don't mind, share a little bit of your origin story. How did you get to where you are right now in this work of transformation? Thank you so much, Scott. Well, my story starts, like I said in my introduction, my story starts in Togo, T-O-G-O. Um, I don't want people to confuse it for Tokyo because when I say Togo, people say Tokyo, okay? So it's not Tokyo, <laughs> it's Togo. It's a little country in West Africa. North to the south is a 600 kilometers, east to the west, 180 kilometers. There's about 6.5 million people in there right now. And that was where I was born, in a two-bedroom house with nine siblings. I know what it is to share one bed with five, six siblings. I know what it is to have just two meals a day. But growing up there and walking about 10 miles every single day to go to school and then walk back and, 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 and being in the family where my, fam my father, by the way, Scott, my father was, and he still is polygamous, okay, it means he has two wives, okay, so, so I'm basically from what you call humble beginnings. Now, up till today, in my country, the basic salary in my country, Scott, is up to $50, Okay. And, and that means people still live there under less than a dollar a day. Okay. Now, growing up in such conditions, Scott, I don't know why and how, but there was just something deep in me that kept telling me every single day that I could be more than that. So after high school that I finished at 15, I went to university, studied economics, and then I did a projection of my country for the next 10, 15 years. What would my country be then? And I was like, look, these are my dreams. These are the things I aspire to be, regardless of whatever my circumstances are telling me. 
if I stay here, would I really be able to achieve those dreams and goals? And the answer was no to my question. So I was like, hey, look, where would I go? What's the environment that I can throw myself in that can allow me those opportunities? Uh, I tried Europe, visa was denied. I tried America, it was a no-no. So I was like, look, I'm gonna take my chances and go to South Africa. And here's the thing, back then, to fly from my country to South Africa to save for a ticket, is, it was gonna take me about 10 years. And I was like, look, my backpack, few clothes in it, less than $150 in my pocket. And I was like, boom, you know what? I'm gone. I'm gonna go and make a future for myself. And that journey took me about took me about 18 months to go from one side of the continent to the next. And during that journey, my family thought I was dead. Now, I arrived in South Africa, but the truth is it wasn't as I thought. It wasn't as glowy as I thought it would be. On that journey, Scott, this came where I had no food to eat. This came where I had no shelter. This came where there was nobody to call my own or nowhere to call home. This came where I suffered racism attacks from left to the right, but I held on tight to my dream. And after that, I got an opportunity to work as a sales consultant in, a, in an organization. Now, when I, when I say sales consultant, it might sound fancy, but the truth is my job was to sell vacuum cleaners. Now, Scott, the truth is back then, I had never even seen a vacuum cleaner in my life. <laughs> you know, I, I had to sell those things. I had never seen one. Now, I was given a sales script, like, look, here's what you're going to sell. Here's the script. Go home and study and come back. And the following day, I came back with that script memorized in my head with a bit of enthusiasm. And I worked from that day for three years, nonstop, seven days a week, 13 to 15 hours, every single day making sales. Now, what I love about sales, Scott, is that money talks. When you put the numbers on the table, people notice you. So I got noticed by the people upstairs that, look, we love what you do. How about you come and do the same thing, but do it on a bigger scale, go and manage a team of 60, 70 people, become an area manager. And that's, that's what happened. And I kept the consistency. And six months later, I became a regional manager. And six months later, I got promoted again. And now I was handling a team of over hundreds of people, accounting for over millions of dollars every single year. But look, the drive in me was much deeper. And I left my, the corporate job and I went to start my own company that I ran about a year until it crashed. And when it crashed, I was back to zero. Sold my house, sold my car to pay debt. And then I was, I, I was literally back to where I started from. Now the question arose, where to go from next? So I look back, I look, look, what really made me successful thus far is my ability to lift people up. What made me successful, even though I was the youngest senior manager in the company, even though I was one of the youngest with all the limitations that I had in me or against me, what made me successful thus far was my ability to motivate people, draft people, lift them up. If anything I understand the most in my life is motivation and transformation. So I was like, look, I'm going to dive into this fully and basically embrace my gift and fulfill my life purpose. And that was when, that was about four and a half years ago. Then I left South Africa, moved to Asia. I lived almost pretty much everywhere in Asia. And that's what, that was when I started building my career as a speaker and a coach. And I can pride myself that today I've written over four books. I've spoken in over 15 countries and my influence is still ongoing, big time. That's really fantastic. I, so much juiciness in that story. But the, th the theme that really leaps out to me, Stephen, is 
um, you you had dreams and aspirations, as we all do, but you actually had the courage and the conviction to make transform transformation happen. You transformed yourself from a person yeah. that lived in Togo to a person that lived in South Africa to a person that lived in the United States, Europe, Asia, and became a very successful working in other people's businesses and also in your own. What's what do you credit for? Um, where, where do you, where does that courage come from? Where, where did the willingness to actually trust yourself and invest in your own worthiness and take the chances that you took, where, where did that come from? Yeah, very good question, Scott. You know, well, first of all, I, I want to give credit to my parents. Okay. People that gave me life on this earth. I mean, one of the greatest book that I've ever read says that honor, honor your parents and, you know, life shall reward you for it. I want to honor my parents because look, um, yes, it, it took my own personal resilience. Yes, it took deep down from me to keep swinging even when days were dark. But the truth is, if I look back on how I was brought up, I mean, I remember back then I, I was very, very unhappy you know, with how my father did things. But my father was a really strict person. I remember we literally only watched TV once a week and for like three hours. That was it. <laughs> All right, so so all you have to do is you gotta do your house chores really well. You gotta study, and then and, and, and that was it. You don't talk back, okay? <laughs> so 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 there was already a very very serious sense of discipline that was cultivated from from a young age. But here's the thing: what really keeps me going every single day, Scott, is that faith in me, and that faith in me comes no more from my belief and my perception that I personally, I am created at the image of God. And everything that I touch can turn to gold, that everything that I hold can go from impossible to becoming impossible. So, so that faith comes from the image I have of myself. And that is where keeps me going every single day. I love that. Really appreciate that. You know, we all, you know, for those of us that are blessed to have uh, parents that are supportive and encouraging can be a, a, a fantastic asset. Um, and even when we don't, it can become, the, there's still the fact that, that we're here because two people decided to get together and bring us here. And so just love that you're honoring um, your, your parents in, in that response and just applauding again, your courage to, to, to do really hard things. I think taking the chance on moving across the world many, many times is something that's really should be applauded. And one of the things that I noticed in your messaging and uh, in your introduction is that transformation is really important to you, that you are, yeah. that's, that's the promise that you're offering the people that attend your, your TED Talks and that, that um, work with you. What does, yeah. what does, what do you mean by transformation? What is, for, for people that think, well, that sounds good, but I don't know exactly what that means. What does transformation mean to you? All right. So transformation, Scott, I define transformation as the change of one's outer world from one which it was to another, which is the result of an inner change. Okay. Let, let me repeat that one more time. Okay. So transformation is basically defined as the change of one's outer world from how it was to another, which is the result of an inner change. Now, when I talk about transformation, uh, uh, Scott, is that I'm a firm believer that 
in every single person that is on this earth, there is an area of our life that we deal with what are called the three toughest demons of mankind, fear, self-doubt, and low self-esteem. In my book, Be Transformed, I talk about the Ablafo Zone, which is basically synonym to my transformation zone. The Ablafo Scott are, are those warriors that were known in the 14th centuries of Africa. And these, these Ablafos were known to go to war with no weapon at all. And they were known to always bring victories back home. Now, what was practical about these Ablafos was that they only serve royalty and they were only chosen by nature and they only went to war like i said with no weapon at all and now what was even much greater about them was that they didn't deal at all with the three toughest demons of mankind that are called fear self-doubt and low self-esteem now notice that every single thing you go through in life it only ends up on two paths you either grow confidence in that area of your life or you either deal with those three demons in that particular area of your life now, transformation, when I talk about transformation, is being able to take one step above and being able to overcome those three demons and then step into your black zone where you are able to stand confidently free of those three demons. I say it again, fear, self-doubt, and low self-esteem. I, I don't care whatever business you are in, okay? But the chokehold of any business is the leader of that business. And usually, when the leader hit the point where he's dealing or she is dealing with those three demons, that is when you see the, the leader start procrastinating. That's when you see the leader does not motivate his team anymore. That's when you see the leader does not want to innovate anymore. That is when you see that the leader does not want to do things that will take him from where he is to where his vision was set for him. So transformation basically is stepping into a zone where we are able to break away from that mindset of lack that holds us back in everything we do in our lives and businesses. I love that. Uh, really, really powerful. And what I'm hearing is one of the things about transformation is you're stepping into your potential. You're, you're, you're accepting your worthiness and you're trusting yourself to step into possibility and in the language that we use here, creative on purpose, the difference only you can make to realize your potential, to deliver on your promise. And I think that's really powerful. What I'm hearing too is this um, sense of inner, uh, this willingness to accept responsibility for yeah. your journey, agency, yeah. and yeah. to yeah. see, acknowledge, step into, stay in, and share your power to make yeah. change worth happening happen and yeah. i just think that's yeah. uh incredibly powerful so yeah. and you talked about the three you know the three obstacles which i think uh are spot on and there's also i'm wondering you know for people that have just heard your inspiring words and say yes i am ready to to to, to sign on and enroll in that journey are there some you know sometimes we we, we see change happening in the world and it looks like it happened all at once. Like somebody swung for the fences and they hit a home run on the first at bat, but we never really see the, the daily discipline and sequence of small steps that got people from where they are to where they, you know, where we caught them. Yeah. What are some, some basic principles and practices that you've uncovered that can help someone start to dip their toe in the water and take the first necessary small step into their potential and transformation. 
Yeah. Look, um, uh, Scott, I love, first of all, um, I want to say that I love the quote that says that the greatest tragedy of life is not death, but it's to live a life without a purpose. Okay. And that's why when I saw the title of your show, I'm like, come on, I got to be on this. It's a quote by Dr. Miles Monroe. It says that the greatest tragedy of life is not death, but it's to live a life without a purpose. Okay. So, so, so if somebody has heard me right now and you say, look, Yes, I want to jump on this journey. Then, then, then I'm going to take one second and then say, whoa, hold on, okay? Before you even talk about jumping on this journey of transformation, I want to know what is your why? I want to know why do you do what you do and why at the first place do you even want to jump on this journey of transformation? What is your purpose? Because look, Friedrich Nietzsche says that a man that knows his why can bear any how. Now, the reason why it's so important for you to know your why is that even when you jump on this journey of transformation, days will come where it's not going to be as glowing. Even, even if I give you all the tips and tools of this whole wide world, days will come when you feel like, no, I want to throw the towel. Days will come when you feel like, look, this is over for me. This transformation journey, I don't want to do it anymore. It's too hard. But what keeps you going? is your why. So, I, so the first step is I want you to know your why. Then when you know your why, what I want you to do is to start cultivating habits, okay? I love the quote that says that we do not decide of our future. We decide of our habits and our habits decide of our future. So what are the habits that you are adopting on a daily basis? Every single day without fail for the past 10, 11, 12 years, Scott, when I wake up in the morning, I do 150 push-ups. 70 sit-ups. I read at least 10 pages of something positive. I listen to at least one hour of positive message. And I pray every single day without fail. If I hadn't done that, then the day is not called Monday or Sunday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so what are the habits that you're adopting on a daily basis that are going to create in you habits that will decide of your future? Yeah. They say that we, we become slaves of our habits. So habits are extremely important. Now, after you've cultivated some winning, now those habits that I've, I've spoken about, Scott, I call them the game changes habit. Okay, the winner's habit, the overcomer's habit. Because guess what? When you cultivate those habits on a daily basis, when that time comes and you start hearing those voices, you know, in your head of fears or doubt or low self-esteem, they get the volume of those voices get shut down very quickly because you've created in your mind, soul, and spirit a program that can neutralize those voices, right? So it is very, very important that we develop those habits. And then next, I want to talk about, I want to steal these words of Les Brown when he says that, you know, OQP, only quality people in your life. Now, these things that I'm talking about might sound to some other people like a deja vu, but since this is an interview, I want to give you something that if you change today, your life can change forever. OQP, only quality people, who are the people that you let in in, in your life? Who can you count in and who can you count out? The people that you let in your life, are they the people that see you as how you could be or they only see you as how you are right now? They say that see a man as how he could and he will do all his greater effort to become that. But see him as he is and you leave him stuck. 
So the people that you let in your life, are, the, are they the people that even when you're a seed right now, they see you as a tree from which other people get fruit to feed themselves or they see you that you'll be a seed forever. So what people are you living in your life? Are those the people that will encourage you, motivate you, inspire you? Are those the people that when the times are hard, they will step next to you and say, come on, let's go. Let's fight one more time. What are the people you letting around you? And then what skills are you learning today? That's going to make you try for tomorrow. Look, I don't care whether you're a socialist or whether you're a communist, or whether you're a capitalist, but the truth is everybody wants to feel worthy. Everybody wants to contribute. Everybody wants to serve. Everybody wants to do something that's meaningful to them. So what it is that you're working on right now, is that aligned with what we can call your area of gift and with what we can call your passion? Or some people call it your one thing. So choose that area that is aligned with who you are. And I believe that if you can adapt all these steps that I've just taken, I've just given to you already, transformation start happening. In the book of Mark Fisher, the he says that, that you do not become a millionaire when you see the digits on your bank account. No, no, no. He says that the millionaire moment starts the very second time that you make that decision that today, I am going to be a millionaire and you commit all the cells of your body into it. So what is the commitment that you are making right now? What is the decision you are making right now today, the moment? That is when the transformation happens. And when you follow it through, when you pursue it, when you make it a daily habit, that is when you start seeing the fruits in your life. Yeah. Well, I, I love what you're saying at Creative on Purpose. We talk a lot about the routines and relationships. If you want to make meaningful change for the better happen, you need to take a look at your routines and um, relationships. And the 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 um, quote that you uh, shared um, reminded by Nietzsche um, reminded me of the Aristotle quote about habits. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act but a habit. And then I think it's Goethe who said. Tell me with whom you consort, and I, I will tell you who you are. Uh, yes. So it's about you get to decide, and that that was another thing that that you were just touching on that I think um, I'd love to, as we're kind of coming toward the end here, end with, which is the, the importance of you know you're going to make a better, a bigger difference by making better decisions, decisions about where you do spend your time and where you don't spend your time, who you spend your time with and who you do not spend your time with. And it all begins with, as you were saying about the millionaire moment, it's when you decide that that's the path. It's not the outcome that matters. It's yeah. the effort. It's the journey. It's the process. Yeah. It's the daily habits and, and relationships yeah. that you establish for yourself. What do you do to try to help yourself make better decisions? Well, like I said, the decisions are almost everything, right? We decide and we decide and we decide again. Now, there are days or times, I must say, that everybody is, you know, it's, it's, it's bound to make wrong decisions. And sometimes we learn from bad decisions. But it's also very important to know that the little decisions that you make contribute to the life you create, basically. So it's also very important that you win a lot if you make 10 decisions every day then you want to you want to get at least eight right or nine right now obviously over time you get to develop an instinct that allows you to you know an intuition that allows you to make the right decisions over time but 
from the start to get really great at decision making, my first advice will be that take a moment. Okay, it doesn't have to be decided right away. Okay, look, nobody's dying. Okay, like take a moment and take a stand back and look at the situation as if you were not in it. Now, because because when you take a stand out of a situation, you become more objective. You become more clear. You, when when you don't take it very personal, you 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 tend to make you know much better decisions than when you involve your emotions. All right. So so I would say that objectivity is very important, and that's how I do it. I take myself out of it and look at it from above or from outside, if you may call it, and I think on it. What are the pros? What are the cons? Okay. If I take this decision in three years from now. What will be the impact in 10 years from now? What will be the impact? So basically, I do a projection in the future. What will be the impact of these decisions for me? There's something I talk to my friends about. I call it the God's level. Okay, so the God's level, Scott, is basically a level that I believe that where you are able to even predict things that can happen 100 years from now. You know, I read the book where it says that the Rockefeller's family, they had a 100 years plan for their family, even, even during the time of revolutionary industrial, I mean, industrial revolution already. So, so these guys, they already know what's going to happen for their family 100 years from now. Okay, so, so now I'm not asking you to think that far, but you know, do a little projection in the future to see what I, that little decision that you're making right now, what is the impact of it in 10 and 15 years to come? And if it's not good, then don't make it, okay? But if it's good, if it sounds really lucrative, then jump on it and make it happen. That, that is basically how I make my decisions. I love it. That's really, really, uh, you actually just shared the first uh, step of the, the burnout solution, which is take a look at your situation objectively without value judgments and strong emotional language, because that's just going to get in your way. Um, yeah. And decisions are not outcomes. Decisions are just decisions. Decisions yeah. are rarely fatal. Make a decision, do it. You're in a new opportunity to make an, uh, the next best decision. So really, really yeah. profound, Stephen. As we're coming to the end of our um, conversation, I always ask my guests at the end, for just one final insight, one reflection, one question, what would you share with someone who, like you, wishes to step into their potential and step into possibility and the difference only they can make? What's one piece of advice or one um, principle, practice, exercise quote that you would give someone that aspires like you to fly higher and the difference only they can make? All right. So, I mean, first of all, I, I will tell you to go to betransformnow.com. Okay. You go there, you get my book for free. Just cover the shipping and the handling, and I will send you a copy of my book. We talks about the journey that I've been through, how I was able to break myself away from the mindset of lack, and how I'm able to wake up every morning and go after my dreams and goals. Now, what I want you to do as well is don't be shy. If you want to chat, just go on Instagram or Facebook, Stephen, S-T-E-V-N, Dosu, D-O-S-O-U, the Stephen underscore Dosu on Instagram. Reach out to me. Let's have a chat. I love connecting with people. Now, my last word to you is this, okay? Live a life free of fear, self that and low self-esteem, and long to serve. Look, any tree that is in this world, okay, one of the greatest books I've ever read says that, the tree will be judged according to the fruit it bears. And any tree in this world never ever eats its own fruit, never ever sits under its own shadow. My gift of speaking and coaching is not for me. 
but it's for to, it's for to serve the world out there to serve people to lift people up to make them believe that they can be great to make them believe that they too are awesome to make them unleash or unlock the potential they have deep within and every single one of us has a gift within that allows us to fulfill our purpose. So my call to you that the time is right now. The time is today to step into your area of gifting and start fulfilling that purpose that is written deep in you. The time is today. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind today. I love it. Now is the time. The time is now. Fantastic. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Stephen and I really appreciate you lending us some of your valuable time and attention. And we hope that today's broadcast motivates you to lean into an endeavor that matters with greater curiosity and courage. You can learn more about Stephen Dessou at stephendessou.com. And of course, it's always great to see you at creativeonpurpose.com. Now, take the insight and inspiration from this conversation and go ahead and fly higher in the difference only you can make. Stephen Dessou, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and insight with us today. Thank you, Scott.